biggest regret, the last embrace I had with my mother mm. um, was a really tough one. And it was a lot of tension there, but it makes me a better mom. Mm, you know you what say, I mean? Tell me more. Yeah, well, my mom and I got into a huge argument. And uh, that was like after my son was born. And I remember after she, when we were in California, it was time for her plane ride and we'd had this really bad argument. Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of High Low with Emrata. Before we get started, I just wanna say the episodes are on YouTube now. All of your favorites, the top listen to are on YouTube and we're gonna be putting more up there. We've got uh, Z-Way, Diplo, Julia Fox, La Roach, so many good ones. Um, please go check it out. I know a lot of people were asking about that. We have Kelly Roland in the high-low chair today. We are talking about everything. I'm really excited she's here. I've been a fan of her since Destiny's Child, my middle school days. Big, big Destiny's Child fan. We talk a little bit about that. We talk about renaissance and being a mom and body image, her new show, Breakthrough. We cover a whole lot of things. And I just have to say, Kelly is a lovely person and you feel her warmth and her loveliness in this interview. So please enjoy. Welcome to High Low with Emrata. Thank you. I mean, I've been a fan my whole life, I guess. I mean, I'm like, I don't remember a time before Destiny's Child. Um, So it's really special to have you here. And it's been amazing to watch your career and like your life and you become a woman and a mom and all the things. So we're going to cover it all after this break. back to High Low with Emrata. So I'm going to Renaissance hey. at the end of July. Me and my girls, we got, um, we're doing a party bus to the stadium. Fun. It's going to be good. I think there's like a group of nine. Are you going? Um, yes. Okay. I'm going in a couple days. Actually. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Have you seen the clips of Blue Ivy's performance? Yes. I have to say I got very emotional. <laughs> yes, no, I'm not surprised she was able to get in front of so many people and just be able to bust it the way she did. She killed it. I'm very proud of her. Do you think there's something in just having the, I know about your guys' training and like what, you know, Beyonce's dad, like how much you, it was almost like you were training to be a Olympic athletes mm-hmm. as performers. Can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. You know, I, I think that, Matthew saw that we were down to do the work, you know, and he did push us. And it was, uh, I think, really great for us as well. And I think that our work ethic was unmatched, which is why we were able to have so many opportunities, to be honest. And I'm to this day very grateful for that. And I feel like my DC days cemented even me speaking to you right now, you know, or even being able to travel to London tonight to have a show in four days. I literally have a show in four days. So in London, and it's just exciting to be able to know that all the hard work has paid off 20 plus years and I'm still able to be here. That like boot camp, basically. Boot camp is real, but it's- What were the kind of things he would have you do? We would do things like um, jog and sing at the same time. We had rehearsals, we had 
a specific schedule of how the day would flow from voice lessons to uh, watching videos of old videos of like artists like way before us and like what their uh, work schedule was like, their shows. It was really an absorbing time, I'd say. Yeah, no, it sounds like you're describing almost like a master's program or something where it's like- And letting all of it kind of like us, like soak all of that up and watch those great artists, including uh, watching Michael Jordan and wow. all these different teams like play like what it took like to I remember watching a video of Michael Jordan sick playing a game and he was killing it like killing it and I literally remember us having a show in Denver and we all had the flu oh my god and you know with that altitude is crazy oh, in yes. Denver so I've we had the flu before. it was altitude you like feel 100 plus fever we got on the stage and it worked and we killed it. And it's like those moments of looking at those tapes, you like remember and it prepares you for a possible future. So, and our, our future just kept kind of, you know, giving us all these different challenges. We were like, oh, seeing that, let's rise above it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like a preparation time. I know, I just feel like you hear that about that with athletes a lot, but not always with performers and especially not to do like this this day and age thing. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like my mom was born in 1952 and their ideas of performance and like rock and roll and just like the groups that she grew up loving, like they, you had to you had to be a triple threat, like no yeah. matter what. Yeah. And there was this kind of like work ethic that I do feel has changed a little bit, but you see it, I mean, with what you've done with your life, but all three of you, obviously it's like, my God. And I wonder if she's pushing that to Blue Ivy and if you plan to push that with your children of like that work ethic. And My son says uh, he wants to, well, he looks at videos of like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. He loves Steph Curry. Those are the athletes he loves and he admires. And um, he admires their work ethic. And he reads the books that they've written, uh, that their mothers have written. He looks at their videos. Um, he looked, there's an Instagram page like with co- all these Kobe highlights and quotes and things like that. Wow. He looks at it and we look at it together and we look at like Michael Jordan's like documentaries like back in the day like he soaks all of that up so mm-hmm. like if it's this, it's kind of the same thing yeah you I know mean, what i mean it's so interesting to like be interdisciplinary and be like i'm a performer but i can look at athletes and learn something from them or yeah. just in general like you might not want to be a basketball player but you can learn something about the way that they play Absolutely. I think we can learn a lot from a lot of different people. You know, I just saw um, an interview from Rob Marshall about how he started to cultivate the whole um, under the sea scene and the way he described it. I'm like, how, where are these thoughts coming from? Like he is wildly creative Mm -hmm. and decided to like, like, no, we should go get Alvin Ailey and they should do like this and we should integrate this with this. Like, I think that as creatives and entertainers, performers, I think everybody has a dose of creativity inside of them. It's just how you tap into it. I just saw something Tyler Perry say where he said, everybody has a gift. Mm. You just have to want to know like when and how to tap into that gift. And some gifts are untapped. So you got to just and access to how it. to like finesse it and yes. what you were saying the boot camp type of thing and like understanding the industry you work in understanding you know how to push yourself mm-hmm. when to push yourself mm-hmm. and i think um those are it's not just about like okay you figure out your talent but then it's also like what you're describing this kind of boot camp 
It's pretty amazing. Thank you. Well, it sounds like you're doing a great job with your boys. Thank you. How old are they? Two. I have a two-year-old and an eight-year-old. That is so crazy to me. (laughs) It's it's so weird. My son just turned two in March, and I can't get over it. I'm like, oh, right. When I used to meet moms who'd have a Mm one-year-old, I'd be like, oh, they've been like a mom forever. And then now I'm like, no, no, I just was pregnant. Right. Like, I can't believe that he's fully like out of my body. And now we had a Memorial Day party and he Uh too cooled me. The whole party. Anytime I walk close, no, no, mama, no, no, mama. And was like hanging on everyone else. I'm like, you're not a teenager yet, man. Like, I still, like, you're still a baby. But he's still so cool. He's so cool. I mean, by the way, this morning he was playing with my hair and like sitting on my lap. So it's fine, you know, we're still, but it is just, I understand now why you're saying, I can't believe I have an eight and a two-year-old. Yes, yes. Because it happens and passes by so fast. And I'm telling you, it's I, I looked up and Titan was the height of my shoulder and I got really nervous because I'm looking at his little face. I'm like, this guy is handsome. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I knew he was a oh. cutie with these little cheeks and right. little full lips and these beautiful eyes. But I was like, oh gosh, you're gonna be a young man. Are oh. they growing up faster or what's No, up? they are. Yeah. Think about social media. That's a, a question I have for you. Does mm. that make you nervous? Like with this whole day and age with social media, yeah. like how it's like, and in what way does it make you nervous? So living in New York City is a real sacrifice in the sense of privacy. Because I live in the West Village. The second I step outside my door, there's paps, there's whatever. And there aren't laws protecting Sly from getting shot. Yeah. And it's a thing I've talked to a lot of people, you know, who are public personas who live in New York City, a sacrifice you make. And there is, Emma Stone is putting this law forward that you cannot photograph children without their consent. But, you know, it's a weird thing because it's like he's getting to the age where he obviously sees them. And it's, I have to explain even though these people are outside of our house once a week, you might become familiar with them. Like they're not here to protect you. They're not going to keep you safe. If you fall on the ground, they're going to take a picture of it. They're not going to run to help you. And that's such a weird thing to have to explain to your child. Child, Yeah. But basically um, because there's so many pictures that I don't have control over of him, I feel like sometimes when I put images out of him, it feels like a weird way of taking back some control. And, you know, also I love, I've I've had debates. I mean, at first when I gave birth to him, um, I did not put him on social media. I think he wasn't, it wasn't until he was six months and his dad and I were like, we're just so, we want like the world to see him. We're so proud yes, of him. Of course. Um, also my dad accidentally posted a picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's 75. <laughs> And he was so he was excited. He was it's so his grandkid. Give him a break. And we hadn't had the conversation. Right. You know what I mean? And then I was just like, this is silly. And I was doing weird things like blurring out his face. And it just felt silly. And I was right. like, I bet we're gonna get to a point where like Sly's gonna be like, Why did you do this? But then there were all these pop photos. Like, you know what I right. mean? Yeah. How do you feel about it? I'm very much so on the fence because of the fact that it does take the power back when you post the picture. It's yeah. like, I remember not posting Noah for a minute. I, I wasn't going to say that I'd already had him. Yeah. And the news, someone called my publicist and said, if she doesn't say the baby's here, we are. And I was like, are you joking? Like, that's that's a, an announcement for us, you know? And we just didn't want to rush everything. It was also the pandemic. Oh, <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? So it was course. like really crazy. But I try not to keep the kids kind of away from that as mm-hmm. much as you know we can but yeah they, they still get that shot 
Let's yeah. Still get that shot, okay. I mean, it's going to be weird. I think about it a lot with him. He's going to have like so much of his life documented, not just on my iPhone, which is like an old, everybody can relate to that and experience it, but he's also going to have like pictures of him on my shoulders walking the dog, like from the right. weekend, you know? And it's weird because sometimes I'm like, God, he looks so cute. And I'm like, weirdly happy to have that picture. Yes. And then true. there's another part of me that's like, my poor, my poor child, like I want to protect him from it, you know? How do you feel about now you have an eight-year-old, like his use of social media? Oh, we are really strict with social. Yeah. But like, actually, he's not on social media. Yeah. Because, I mean, and he asked about, oh, can we, a TikTok? He makes a TikTok with his cousin and then wants to come home and make a TikTok. I'm like, bro, we ain't playing a TikTok. Yep. Like, I just don't know what that scrolling at the tender age of eight does. You don't, I know. So your I, brain, the way your like neuron, like pathways are being formed. Exactly. And, yeah. I'm cool with it. Even with Instagram, like we look at, he loves Tarzan. Mm -hmm. um, there's this guy, Tarzan, on Instagram who actually we just uh, had the opportunity of meeting and he saves all these animals has all these snakes and you know monitor lizards and all these right. other things and titan loves him and he can literally go through tarzan's page every single day and i don't like for him to move fast yeah. i actually have him explain to me what each picture like has in it so that he spends a little bit of time there like before scrolling on. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't want it to be like boom, 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 boom. Like it's just too, I don't know what that does to the brain. I know I do when I mean, you know, Sly will talk about, we'll see in a book like a hippo. Yes. He's excited about hippos. And then it's like, I can go onto TikTok and show him a million videos of hippos. And he obviously loves it. And he's like more and more and more. But then just the the way that I'm scrolling yes. and then I've watched him like click things in a way that I'm like, wow, Ooh. you know, but I don't, I am proud to say I knew a lot of people who are like, just wait till he's two. He's going to, you're going to just throw, you're going to get used to just throwing a video in front of him. I don't do that. No, I don't know. I'm not, it's not that I'm like such a great mom or whatever. I think it's a little bit being in New York. Um, he like, there's just so much going on for him yes. to look at stimulating and honestly having that backyard really helps too. Cause he just like goes out there and he's used to like playing with his trucks and whatever yeah. so he's happy to do that at a restaurant yeah but um i see these kids with their ipads and i'm like i don't know i just no. that cannot be good for your brain i mean i can't lie we do the ipad books yeah like when we're traveling sure oh my god when it's a plane it's yeah game over <laughs> wait, wait wait i need to roll that back yeah. <laughs> To be clear, I took my baby to Japan. Ooh. Yeah, crazy. A crazy woman. <laughs> no, here. no. Um, I love that you want to drink him. I do. Culture. I really that's do. Dope. And also, you know, I'm I just have one. I'm single. It's like I want to bring him places. Yes. I, I don't want to limit myself. I don't want to limit, limit him. him. Yeah. But yeah, no, we watched. We watched <laughs> the iPad. <laughs> Come on, a 15-hour flight. Yeah, no, absolutely. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know how it's impacting your own brain. Yeah. Like you can I can feel myself the way that I like open my phone any free second I have, I open my phone. Yeah. I don't like that habit in myself. And I really think that, like you said, the tender age, brain developing, neural pathways being formed, like you don't wanna, you know? Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about female friendship because yes. I feel like it's such a big part of your life. It is. And it is for me too. And I feel like you can't stress the importance of that enough. Man, I, you know? I literally hold up female flags everywhere I go. I am so grateful for my Shiko system, as I call it. Mm. Um, grateful for my Shiko system. Like I, I think that every one in that space, I'm grateful to them. We 
connect in these other kind of ways. Like yeah. even if we don't talk and we catch up and it's been months at a time, the catch up and where we land is like we just talked five minutes ago. Yeah. And I love that. And it's like breathes oxygen into your system. It does. Yeah, it at does. least for me and especially, yeah. So what was that like with having like women that you could be close to when you were growing up? Oh, it was great. I yeah. mean, we could talk about any and everything together and it's nothing I have to hide. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that they accept me like flaws and all and me, yeah. me with them as well. And we laugh a lot. Like, which, like you said, it's just like oh the release and relief of that is a mm -hmm. blessing. And the release. Yes. Yeah, yes. it is a release. I feel like, you know, there is not just in entertainment, but in our world in general, there's this feeling of like competitiveness with women yes. and the scarcity mindset of yes. like you can, there's only can be one, there's only whatever. And it's something, honestly, when I was like thinking about having a little girl before I knew I was having a boy, I was like, how am I going to teach my daughter not to absorb that? Yes. But I feel like you never, you, at least from the outside, from what I know, you've never had that. You always were very like, there wasn't a competitive feeling. There was always connection. It was always about that. What was interesting is I think that it was more so the public that did that. Yeah, of course. You know, I think that the public, media, like journalists, like they did that shit. And yeah. it was just so crazy to watch people like buy into that. You but know what you I guys mean? didn't, which is beautiful. No, no. But I, I mean, there, there were definitely moments where like for a second you're like, is what they're saying, you know, you yeah, thought about it. Least, like, how could I, I you was not so have? young and impressionable. Yeah. So you just want to make sure, like, I remember having the same thought when I first found out that I was pregnant. I was like, well, what if it's a girl? Oh my oh, God, God, I don't know if I want a girl. Like, I literally so, started to freak too. out. Me too. Oh, and all my girlfriends who do have girls, mm -hmm. the things that they talk about with, like, the, even for little eight and seven year old girls, like they kind of like going at it so young. And there's yeah. this like, you know, me, me kind of thing. And I'm just like, you, there's there's space and room for everybody. And who started this shit in the first place? Who started the shit? <laughs> who started because this? I see it too, like with my friend's kids or I, I was with somebody this weekend and I was like, wow, this little girl already has this like sense yes. of the stuff that, of competition, honestly. Yes. Um, That really alarmed me. And then, I mean, the physical aspect of like picking apart, that honestly, you know, we were talking about public eye and children yeah. and whatever. That really scared me for having a little girl was like the idea of how they would be picked apart for the way they look. And yes. then you can't, then that feeds into the comparing. Yes. And that's so, I, that's so scary. Yeah, that part of it is scary. But it's it's really awesome because I watch my friends combat that yeah. with pouring into their girls. Mm. And as a community, we all pour into the girls, you know what I mean? When we see them, oh my gosh, look at how, you know what I mean? Oh my God. And and instead of being beautiful first, I make it a point to always say, look how brilliant and beautiful you are. Smart Like, and you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yes. Yeah. Like the, the other parts count more than the beauty. Oh my God. But because, that's hard to yeah. always remember that too, because you yeah. want to be like, you look so good. Yes. And then you're like, never mind. I don't, you know? Yes. How do you think you learned that so young though? I'm just wondering. Oh, I, I didn't 
didn't learn it young. Okay. To be honest, like I grew to know that. Mm. I grew to learn that. I grew to also not believe the hype of others just because they were maybe in this comparison phase with women. That didn't mean I had to buy into it. Yeah. And I really wanted to make sure that I wasn't, you yeah. know what I mean? Cause it's, it's easy too. It's right it's there. It's so easy. It's hard to not do it. Yeah. It wasn't until I like was basically late twenties that yeah. I started to. You're lucky you got late twenties, honey. Yeah. <laughs> it came later for you? It came actually like an assurance of myself and understanding what I bring to the table as an individual, 30. Okay, I have to say something. I love, I'm turning 32 next week hey. and I love my 30s. Yeah, 30s is fun. As everything a woman, gets better. especially. Everything like, gets better. Everything is get, it's, it's better. It's mm -hmm. so much better. You have great female friendships. Yes, the sex is better. Oh my God, the sex is so much better. <laughs> the sex doesn't compare. No, it doesn't. Because like, you're knowing everything about yourself. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I love that. Yeah. But that's great. We should try that again. Confidence. Confidence is a booster. Your business savvy, like, like, you know what I mean? That mm -hmm. kicks into place. Communicating, you know what you like and like don't like. Mm -hmm. like and you're not afraid to say it in yes. the same way. It's a certain assurance at 30 that does not compare. And at 40, it's it gets better too. Can I ask how old you are? 42. Wow. You look really good. <laughs> I'm you. sure you hear that a lot, but oh <laughs> my you. God, you look yeah. good. Oh, thank you so do you, much. I mean, do you have any secrets you'd like to share? Like, <laughs> we're all ears over here. Like, oh. I hope I look as good as you in 10 years. Oh, thank you. I, I swear by my facialist. She's awesome. Shawnee oh, Darden. It's your genetics. I'm so <laughs> shut up. Honestly, thank you, I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> You are in incredible shape. Thank and you. And you have a really beautiful relationship to your body. I feel like you take care Hello. of- Hello. No, I don't even mean like, oh my God, you look so good. Like, I feel like you like really nurture and take care of yourself in such a beautiful way that I really respect. And I've been on such a journey when, you know, you come up in an industry that's just all about the way you look. Yes. Learning to appreciate your body as you get older, after postpartum, whatever. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that journey? Absolutely. It was a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a tough one. I'd say because I was a teen and I remember an artist one time saying, oh my God, y'all's parents let y'all wear like little tube tops and stuff like that. I was like, yes. What do you have to say about it? But they were like going through their own like body stuff too. But now I understand why that artist's parent was like that. Yeah. And it's because, you know, they didn't probably want them to be sexualized or anything like that. The only thing is, it's like, we didn't feel like that. We were just dressing like the rest of our friends dressed. Of course. It was so simple. Yeah. And so we were also having fun with fashion, like putting rhinestones and paint. And your body. I mean, I remember being like 14 and being like, holy shit, like yes. this looks different on me than it did a yes. year ago. Yes. And it's, it's true. Fun. It's true. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, is like the older I got, the more I was like, all right, we're, we're cool. You know, I didn't think anything of it. And then the older I got, and then I got pregnant, and then my body shifted. And I was like, whoa, this is very real. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, you know, I went through a lot of body dysmorphia after my son because like, I remember my body just changed, of course, it as it does, does after yeah. a kid. And But you don't really expect that. I mean- You don't expect that. And so nobody many people prepared me for yeah, it. Yeah, people had told me like, you know, you hear little comments, yeah. whatever, but it's so specific what happens to you. Yeah, it is. And it's so private and it's maybe like not everyone would notice right yes. away that like 
It's really shocking. Right. And then they pick you apart yeah. because they feel like from the outside looking in, oh my God, you're fine. Shut up. But yeah. you don't know the root to what that is. So you have to be quiet yourself mm -hmm. just because you're putting your insecurity on someone else's insecurity, but you have no idea what their insecurity to the root, of, like the root of their insecurity is. I find that so insane. That's why we have to be so kind with our words. Mm -hmm. Like I remember being on a beach in um, Sydney. Thank God Kendrick Lamar said something about stretch marks and humble because I was wearing my stretch marks proudly and did not give a, you know what I yeah. mean? So it was like so someone picked on my stretch marks and then he says, yeah, still me something like this. Um, and some stretch marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, exactly. So I was like, I literally bent over just so they could take a picture of me. You're like, that's right. That's I'm like, I'm gonna put it in your face yeah. if that's what you want. Because the truth is, is that like, you're not gonna rob me of my joy in my body right now. And you take the power back when that happens. Mm -hmm. But I, I love when, you know, artists in particular, like a male will say, oh my God, let me see some stretch marks. Yeah. Thank you, Kendrick, for God's sakes, because we've been like, you know, kind of slapped on the hand or wrist for that for ages. For me, I it was funny. I lost so much weight I after my baby and like I grew up in fashion, which is like thin is, you know, the ideal, whatever, early 2000s, all of that. And I when I gained the weight back, it changed my relationship to my cellulite and my stretch marks and made me feel so grateful for them. Yeah. In a way that now I'm like, well, yeah, that's what you get when you have a natural ass. Yes. <laughs> and like that's and I'm proud of it and I'm happy with it. And also an interest in what my body can do, not just how it looks. Yes. And that's a beautiful. I mean, you were always a dancer. So like you always probably had. I don't know. Did you have an appreciation for your body in that way? I think with movement. Yeah. yeah. You see it in the mirror. You have to appreciate like just this you know what i mean like simple movement i think even now like my appreciation to just working out is more so being in shape i saw something on instagram the other day that really blessed me actually like a month ago on instagram that blessed me where this woman says i don't work out for a big ass i don't work out for my arms to be great i don't work out for legs i don't work out for abs she said i work out to be able to move at 70 and 60 and 80 mm -hmm. and, and and i was like I want to be able to be flexible. I want yeah. to be able to move. I don't want anybody to help me up. If I do yeah. need the help, I'll just ask for it. But I'd like to be able to just be able to to move my body and it not be like I'm, you know, kind of hobbling around because I I want to be able to still experience every everything like with my kids. If they climb a mountain, I want to go up there with them. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know and there's I mean? the connection for the mental and physical. Yes. So the more connected you are to your body, the more you feel like, you know, you're moving it and it's it will it will keep your mind young. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's I beautiful. I love that and I'm just it's again like your it's such a weird thing to see somebody be famous their whole life. Like I really like I truly feel like I always knew Kelly Roll, you know what I mean? That was, you were always a part and it's really amazing that you can evolve in the public eye and become these different, you know, become a producer, become a mother of two, your body can change and you can embrace it. Even when it's moments where you're out of control and it's the paparazzi interrupting your vacation. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Fuck. But like that's a beautiful thing and it's and it's a lot of responsibility, but I think you handle it with grace. Thank so. you so much.
We will be right back with more Kelly Rowland after this break. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. You're going to be in Tyler Perry's new movie, movie. Mia Kelpa. When yeah. is that coming out? I'd love to be able to tell you, okay. but I do want to come back to talk to you about it. Oh, my God. It would be so much fun. I would love that. Yeah. That's so nice of you. Yeah, no, Great. For sure. You're always invited. You can come whenever you want. Thank you very um, much. You also are a producer on it, right? Yes. That's so exciting. Yes. Um, I'm curious about, like, you worked with Tyler Perry, Issa Rae, Idris Elba. What are the lessons you've learned as a producer? One, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love producing. I love everything that goes in t- onto the screen. Um, just looking and seeing like how that all plays out from the lighting person that you choose to the director that you choose to the DP that you choose to the first AD that you choose to the casting that you choose, mm-hmm. like the space, the ev- everything tells this story. Right. You know what I mean? And that part to me is so cool because yeah. I can literally sit there and just use my imagination. Oh my God, what uh, personality do I think would really match with this character? You know, that's fun. Like yeah. all of those details to tell this beautiful story on screen, just it invigorates me. I feel like that kind of reminds me of the just thinking about your history and like the boot camp we were talking about. It's like a lot of performers are used to just being a performer, but I feel like you're with your background, like you have such a 360 perspective on image and all on production, on all of those things. It doesn't surprise me to hear that you love it. I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah. Well, the interesting part is, is like, I remember someone said it has nothing to do with music. I said, yes, it does. Mm. Like I hear music with everything. Wow. You know what I mean? So as a scene is going, I'll I'll literally text my assistant and I'm like, oh, my God, Sam, you got to hear, you know, you got to see the way this looks with this feeling. And and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you somebody (laughs) who just thinks I'm not? Are you just listening to music all the time? Pretty much. Yeah. You're somebody like you wake up, you put it on. I do. I'm the same way. I do. I love it. It just motivates my day. It motivates the energy. Mm -hmm. Just and sometimes I need silence. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Sometimes I just need silence or like the other day it was like some spa music on by accident. No, it wasn't. It was because I was putting Noah to bed the day before. And um, I just let it play Mm -hmm. in the car and I just fell asleep and I didn't realize how much I needed that sleep. It can take you to places you need to go. Yes. Yeah. What are you listening to right now? Is there anything specific? Old school R and B, like what? Like Jay, don't walk away. Okay, wow. Like uh, Jodeci, uh, stay. Oh my God. Uh, to SZA. Uh, yeah, to yeah. Uh, I mean, Lucky SZA. Day, Victoria Monet's new record, Smoke. Mm, like I haven't listened to that yet. Oh my God, it's so good. Are you always? Is this kind of always where you stay? Or are you hop genres? Sometimes I hop genres. It was about four months ago that I could not turn John Mayer off. Then strangely enough, like really? I run into him in a venue. How funny. Um, Law of attraction. Yes. We were just talking about that actually I before know. you got here. It's so real. It was so wild. Yeah. Um, but I would love to do a song with him one day for sure. That's cool. Yeah. yeah he's doing the like Grateful Dead thing now, right? Like where he's, he? I think he's like touring as the Grateful Dead. He like decided he loved the Grateful Dead later. Oh, I got to know what's happening with John. They told me he's currently the lead singer in Dead & Co. And they're on their final tour. Wow. Okay. I I have to be honest. I never listened to John Mayer. Really? I don't know why. I don't know why. I know he was like, you know, I'm when you said 2004, I was like, oh, I remember that song. I was in middle school. Like, (laughs) 
freak dancing for the first time, literally being like, that's right, that's right, like doing wildly inappropriate things, that like hitting hilarious. puberty, you know. And I was like, oh, I remember 2004, like, because I graduated <laughs> high school in 2009. And, um, but yeah, and so John Mayer was like, he was kind of a thing, but he didn't make me, at that point in my life, make me feel any type of way. Yeah, well, that is fair. Yeah. I will say, when, uh, what, what, what is my record? Uh, slow dancing in a burning room. Mm. Like, I really need to sit down with a guitar and learn how to sing that song, just a cappella, because I love it so much. Did you play guitar? I don't. Okay. I would, I was, I would I learn ready. how to actually. My sister Angie. Angie knows how to play slow dancing in a burning room. Okay. And I would. I would do it with her. We'll be back with more Kelly right after this. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Let's talk about Breakthrough, yes. the new audio series you're working on. Yes. The interesting thing is myself and Sarah Bareilles are doing this whole podcast. And when we are, I'd say mentoring, not necessarily judging yes. these artists, like it's done in such a firm but gentle way, mm. but it's also honest. You know what I mean? We really encourage the artists to be themselves. We encourage them to show case the best versions of themselves mm -hmm. like to really clock into like what style they're really going for what works best for their voices without telling too much you know what I mean I don't want to tell too much but it's it's really a ride especially mm -hmm. because you're it's just audio like usually you know in talent competition shows you see these lights and cameras yeah. and action it's like all this rah-rah around it but this is just goes back to the voice and like this is be way before your time mm -hmm. there was like I remember the first time I heard a Whitney Houston record and what her voice made me feel mm -hmm. and that's literally the sense that I took into this journey with Breakthrough is I want them to make me feel something if oh, I can't see beautiful. you I can't mm -hmm. you're not in front of me like I want to feel something from you so when I didn't I had to say it and I was honest about it but it was in a nurturing way yeah. because I was cognizant about my journey and maybe somebody saying some shit to me the wrong way that I've stayed probably, with you forever. Yes, because our, our words have power and how we speak to each other and pour into each other has a meaning. And I oh feel like Sarah and I spoke into these artists and not at them. Yeah, that's so important. It's funny, I'm thinking about the experience of like, even just for the listener, I feel like maybe you will learn something about developing your ear to like really listen to people's voices. Yeah. If you're just listening to these things from the audio yeah. and hearing your notes and your thoughts, it's going to be kind of cool for people to listen in. It is. Yeah. I, I think that the listener deserves to feel to to feel something. They deserve an experience. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just about the instrument. It's the person's voice telling this story and what their journey's like and how you connect with this artist. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what we had. And yeah. this goes back to the fundamentals of music. And I love that. And it kind of, yeah, like the like the boot camp thing a little uh -huh. bit. Like, <laughs> and the gentle but firm, but, you know, really like, yeah, the nurturing thing is so important. Yeah, That's beautiful. Is. Thank you. We do this thing now at the end where we just kind of rapid fire random questions. Okay. First one, who makes you starstruck? Who makes me starstruck? Yeah. Sade. I mean, come on. I know, right? She's yeah. a goddess. Can you believe, like all these years I have not met her, but I love how she is 
this mystery, mm-hmm. you know, and she is so incredibly talented. There's not a voice on this earth that sounds like her. And I just pray and hope she knows that she is so incredibly loved and appreciated by millions upon billions And people. so many different generations. Yes. Like my mom listens to Sade Soto is like my, you know, 30-year-old best friend. Like, yes. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope you meet her. Me too. Yeah. What turns you on? It can be in any way you want. What turns me on? Mm-hmm. Kindness. Mm-hmm. Kindness turns me on. Um, someone who is uh, thoughtful. Considerate. You know? Yes, considerate. But it's I, rare. Yeah. Cause, and I say kindness because that's full circle. Like I saw these gentlemen today and they just sat there and they held the door open for me and the other ladies that I was with. And I said, thank you so much. I said, like, y'all let me know chivalry is not dead. Mm-hmm. And it, but it was so attractive. I turned around, they just there with their little smiles and cute little pants and tops on. Like, I was like, this is so cute. I know. And it made me feel like a lady. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like a Which lady. Which is hot. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. Those little moments I've like, I've come to appreciate those too. If you've lived with men enough, you know, you like, you start to have an eagle eye for when it comes out, the kindness and the consideration and the like doing something without being asked. And, you know, yes, I feel you on that. Totally hot. Okay. Personal theme song, anthem, whatever. I would say Lovely Day, Bill Withers. You're just such a like pleasant person, honestly. <laughs> You're like kindness turns me on. Sade is my eye. Like this, is, I'm getting like it's very like warm energy. It's very yeah, nice. lovely day yeah. by Bill Withers because it's like think about what you say to some person when you say just one look at you mm-hmm. and the world is all right with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You let them know like they're seen, they're heard, mm-hmm. and they can trust you and you can trust them. Yeah. And I like for everyone in my space to feel like that because when we are not present you know or i don't know i I don't know how to describe it i just know what it feels like when when someone is not present yes and i i like to make people feel that i'm present as much as possible what scares you what scares me losing people i love yeah scares the shit out of me Mm -hmm. that scares me biggest regret the last embrace I had with my mother mm. um, was a really tough one. And it was a lot of like tension there, but it makes me a better mom. Mm. You know you what say, I mean? Tell me more. Yeah. Well, my mom and I got into a huge argument and uh, that was like after my son was born. And I remember after she, when we were in California it was time for her plane ride and we'd had this really bad argument before. And um, before she left, uh, cause her car was downstairs. I remember my husband said, give your mom a hug, babe. And I was like, I'm not giving her, I was so mad. And next thing I knew, um, I gave her this whack ass hug. And the next call I got was two weeks later that she was gonna pass in like so hours, sorry. all good. But I will say that it made me more present. It made me not want to hold anger or harbor anger towards anybody because life is too short. 
It made me want to be honest with somebody and tell them how I felt in the moment, even if I'm mad, like even before we leave, like, I don't like what you did. I don't like how you said it, but I love you and I'll see you later. <laughs> is that? Which, by the way, is such an important part of parenting. Yeah. I understand that. It's like the gentle feedback thing yes. you were talking about. Yes. You have to be like, that is not okay. You yes. can't do that thing. Yes. That doesn't mean that I don't love you. Yes. Which can be hard to for yes. an adult to even appreciate that. So teaching that to your child. Yeah. But that's a beautiful, beautiful lesson. I'm sorry I had to come that way All to you. All good. All good. Yeah. All good. Everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. And I feel her all the time. Mm. So I, I still feel like we're we're good. That's that's beautiful. And you now you have your son and yeah. Yeah. Last one. I mean, I feel like this is a big one and you can yes. say no, but what? what is the meaning purpose of life? I feel like you're you're being very philosophical, so I'm gonna run. Like <laughs> <laughs> the meaning purpose of life. However you wanna answer it. Like what do you feel like? Whew, you I, have had a very big life. You've experienced a lot of things. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. Mm. I'm not afraid to make mistakes anymore. I'm kind of bummed when they happen. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or I'm like really upset with myself. But then I have to just let it go. Mm -hmm. And then I have to continue on. And But I make sure I take the lesson with me and not leave it where it was. I think in my like teens and early 20s, I would be mad and then forget the lesson and then go into that crap again. But now I'm like, I'm not forgetting what happened. Mm -hmm. You won't do that. I, I won't make the decision to let that happen. Yeah. And I can't blame anyone else for my, you know, shortcomings or mistakes. It's my, it, it's my responsibility. I also feel like what you're saying is like, it's better to take the risk than yes. to not. Yeah, absolutely. Which is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing Thank this. Thank you. So, so nice. Such a pleasure to talk to you. That was Kelly Rowland. Like I said, lovely, lovely person. I love what she had to say about her experience with her mom and gratitude and connecting with people. I feel like she's such a grounded person and has such a beautiful community of female friends. Um, I loved hearing about how she's raising her boys and her journey with as a performer and learning about endurance and all these things and also her uh, relationship to her body so i'd love to hear all of your thoughts on all of those topics and anything else we covered go to hilo.fm to submit your audio notes we also now have a hotline which is 42 hilo 4 so you can just call us up and leave a message and um, also use the hashtag hilo on social Thank you so much for listening. We will be back on Thursday with a solo episode and also our subscription episode where we play those audio notes that you submit. So subscribe to listen to those. Thanks so much. High Low with Emrata is a Sony Music Entertainment and Bitch Era Media production. Our executive producers are me, Emily Ratajkowski, Matt Raz, and Sarita Wesley. Our showrunner is Matt Raz. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh.